When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten and Scally, well, they don't know a thing. And the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace. So we don't care about the love that might be there. Yeah, we just want to see the drama. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Love Island USA coverage here on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed. Today, we will be talking about Love Island USA, season five, week three, part two. What a season we're having. I'm, of course, Kirsten McKinnis, and I'm joined, as always, by someone who is absolutely not a dumb bitch. Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I am good. Glad to join you. Uh, I always call you the mitochondria because you are the powerhouse of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, very excited to be here. And I really nerd out about the mitochondria. <laughs> that was such... <laughs> well, it's fine. We'll we'll get to it at the at the appropriate time. We'll get to it at the appropriate time. Um, another week. In the, we're already three weeks done of Love Island USA, which feels really fast. Right. Um, before we get into our thoughts, I do just want to shout out. We got a five-star review on Ooh. Apple Podcasts, and it's from Lauren Mev. She says, hilarious, five stars. And this one, honestly, it's a little bit, uh, I feel vain reading it, but this is what Lauren wrote. I am vain, so it's fine. <laughs> Lauren, well, it's all about me. So, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> so, Lauren wrote, Thanks. Kirsten always makes me laugh and is one of my all time favorite RHAP people. I was watching BB Can Six and heard her unmistakable voice and was so excited, then immediately disappointed, and the whole season was ruined. Girl, same. Uh, anyways, this is one of my favorites. Here's your five star. 
Thank wow. you, Lauren. I mean, that's probably, I feel like, triggered by the Too Hot to Handle podcast. Okay. Well, what um, I'm going to say is anyone else who's listening, I have a very fragile ego. So <laughs> I need as many five-star reviews talking about me as possible before next week. And if there's zero, I might cry. Honestly, if there's zero, he might quit. And I don't yeah. think, like, <laughs> let me tell you. If there is glue holding this podcast together, it's Brian Scally because I'm not doing Love Island without him. So you had better give him some five star reviews or else it could all be over. Uh, so <laughs> this week, huh? Yeah, this week. Um, imagine if this was our last podcast because we don't right. get any more. You guys will know reading. why. I'm just kidding. It was a very nice review. No, but thank you, Lauren. Um, I too was immediately disappointed in the whole season ruined on <laughs> So I relate to you in that. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good season. <laughs> I know it just sucks. It just it just sucks that um all that happened to me to ruin my enjoyment. <laughs> like they couldn't have just put me on season five so I could have oh, no. enjoyed season six with the rest of y'all. Like come I was on. saying back to a good season of Love Island. <laughs> back to a good season of Love Island, which it is. The season is so fun, so messy. I'm really enjoying it. Where are you at at the end of week three, Scally? It's delivering on an episode to episode basis for me. Usually Love Island is a show that I love to binge and while I still might watch like two episodes in a row, I'm very happy to be keeping up in the real time and watching the drama unfold. Like I am waiting for the next episode. I'm yes. sad tomorrow is a clip episode. Like, give me what happens now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm literally sad that Canada doesn't get the clip episodes because I'm in, so into it. I would probably watch the clip Ooh, episode tomorrow if it was to available to me. Uh, I'm not, not that into it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll um, but I do feel like there's not like that much that happened over these two episodes, but I still enjoyed all of what did happen. What well, do you I feel think like, about that? Quote unquote, like a lot happened, but it's easy to talk about in condensed storylines. And yeah, that's, yeah, it was like two, two or three storylines max. I feel like they're making these episodes for us because they really are focusing on a couple storylines per half a week. And the Islanders like chef's kiss. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. So uh, excited to talk about um, some Islanders that I, I feel like we've been jumping around and we're back on with uh, like Keenan and KK and a couple other Islanders that otherwise have taken the backseat like a couple times. Yes, absolutely. Um, can I just say before we get into it, I watched the Friday episode with my boyfriend, Josh. He's wonderful. And he said something that made me so proud that I have to share it on the podcast. So at the end, you know, there is a vote to vote for your favorite Islanders. And he mm -hmm. said, who are your favorites? And I said, Carmen and KK. And he said, yeah, I like Carmen and KK too. And then I flashed all of the men. And he said... None of them are that good. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I've never loved you more. <laughs> you know, it happens. But Every season, I said, welcome to Hot Tummies on Island. Mm -hmm. I think we'll speculate probably on uh, yes. who the most likely is to go home are next episode. And I feel like a much harder decision, like, 
figuring out on the men's side because there's so many options. There's so many <laughs> options. And the other problem is like the men are just so broy that like who will be allowed to leave, right? Mm-hmm. If the islanders like typically with votes like this, America votes and then the islanders have some sort of final say in who goes home. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's rare that it's just like the bottom person leaves. Yeah, I don't think so. So then it's like then it gets really hard because they've got all these alliances and Mm. then it makes me feel that Marco won't be going home, which is all I've ever wanted my whole life. (laughs) We will see. Yeah, it, it ain't right. So we have this is everyone has coupled except for obviously Bergie is alone. We do get another high. Oh, excuse me. We do get another hideaway where Marco and Hannah go. Yeah. Were you surprised that this was so immediately Marco and Hannah? Um, I wasn't surprised because I feel like people are still mad at Cassie. So I think Cassie and Leo, as long as they stay tight, will get the next one. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I feel like probably at first I was like oh um not who i would have like jumped into my like in my head as like oh this is the strongest couple mm-hmm. or like the obvious pick but then when you go through like oh yeah they're all dumping each other every week so yeah um, <laughs> and obviously Keenan and KK had already gone and so like what you're not going to send Kenzo and Carmen no or um, Destiny and Jonah. So, I mean, it was you know really between Leo and Cassie and uh, Marco and Hannah to me. Agreed. So ultimately, we did have people speculating like mm, Marco's all talk, nothing's gonna happen there. Uh, but I feel like this hideaway was pretty eventful. <laughs> um, I don't like when they're discovering sex toys. Yeah. On the show. <laughs> yes um yeah it's specifically like how many times did we have to watch marco put on nipple clamps um i gotta tell you i blocked that out of my memory <laughs> i was disturbed enough by him putting on the mask honestly yeah. like i feel like and i know the hideaway is a place where like we already know there's a bunch of sex toys in there like we knew about it so you expect them to be there but i still am not like expecting it to be so upfront you know so it's like it's always jarring when you see that stuff when you're not expecting to like today i was shopping on the sephora website and as i'm scrolling down there was a vibrator for sale and i was like Mm. since when that's funny i mean we're on streaming baby like stuff (laughs) is available they have a lot of (laughs) options i really felt like marco was into that mask oh he was literally said I'm down to try all of this. <laughs> and when he first put on the clamps, he was like, oh, okay. And then later was like, can we do that again? I was like, oh, so we liked them. Like, that is where we landed on this. Yeah. Breaking news. A human enjoyed <laughs> nipple simulation. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, but I do want to also say, uh, Hannah walking into the hideaway, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous lingerie effort. You'd love to see it. Marco is in like the loosest like t-shirt with the saggy neckline and a <laughs> pair of like gym shorts. Yeah. It felt like he dressed down. Like, is it laundry yes. day? <laughs> it literally, it did feel like he dressed down. And I'm just like, 
I know that in the world of lingerie, women have a lot more options than men, which is a problem. There needs to be more options for men so that we don't have to see this week after week. Agreed. (laughs) Ugh, it just frustrates me to no end. But Mm -hmm. I did also like that Marco, I mean, he goes in with his like stretched out baggy clothing and then also brings what looks to be a pretty full backpack. Now, what's uh, in the backpack? Do you think he brought the nipple? Like all the toys were in the room. (laughs) So what are you bringing in there, sir? It's like when you see someone with a duffel bag with like a combination lock on it and you're like i'm gonna cross the road actually <laughs> it was a little confusing i even saw hannah i they think that uh she like at one point was like carrying it around in the room i was like what is this backpack serving May- the backpack might have had like her nighttime skincare and stuff in it maybe he was just being a gentleman carrying it for that her. is a great answer but also like who knows responsible for we have no idea i mean <laughs> yeah and that's the other thing too is like all these girls are so young. I feel like early 20s is like the depths of like caring the least about your skin. Like, because mm. like honestly, when you're like 22, you probably can just like splash water on it and you're going to be fine as long as you take off your makeup. Mm-hmm. Whereas like me now, 30, no, we've got like at least six steps morning and night. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I need a skincare routine. I can help you. Oh my God. Right. We'll okay. talk after the podcast, but nothing <laughs> has ever made me more excited than the prospect uh, of helping you with a skincare routine. Well, I will say we were debating who was deserving of the hot hideaway, who would get sent there. But I think there was one couple who was ready hideaway or not yes um i love in your note you have written harrison and emily are doing things <laughs> a doing lot things. Of how many s's okay one two three, four. <laughs> five s's at the end of things for anyone I mean, wondering at home they were doing things <laughs> like were things were going on passionately kissing in the bed at the very I mean, least bare minimum we're moving i mean <laughs> like, i'm now like i know you don't you're not watching temptation island this season but i'm just feeling so gaslit right now by that show because there's a girl that we have thought has been like fully having sex cheating on her boyfriend this whole time and then in the most recent episode she was like i've only kissed i specifically didn't have sex because i'm being respectful ooh. and he's not and i was like wait she's only kissed like i feel like we've seen almost everything like i don't understand so i just feel uh confused and, and betrayed I'll, I'll never be able to gauge how far people are going anymore in wow. these shows i think yeah it's like the shows are trying to imply trash and sometimes it's not happening not trash uh, <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry we're not just letting that <laughs> roll on by i was like how can we make is that this? how the kids are saying it these days <laughs> yes children are saying trash well not children but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay metaphorical children also but uh yeah the the youngins <laughs> damn oh never understand the youth <laughs> no um but yeah i do th- emily and and uh harrison are they seem to be sexually active <laughs> it, and i saw a lot on twitter that was like oh no way like this is disgusting um and it was oh. like uh, it was a lot of um I don't know. People like, are, are like you real... new? I'm sorry. Are you new? What like, show do you think you're watching? I don't like some real prudes, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, um, I think people were like, 
it's only day two away from like with this new coupling like what are you doing and then also the like you just split up from destiny uh yeah, so but he clearly didn't like destiny we oh, all, all know it there's a theory in the villa about it yes. um i just i don't know maybe it's true about the gen z's they're just not as sexually <laughs> <laughs> um, you know have these people never heard of a one night stand? Like lots of people have sex with people that they know even less than mm -hmm. Emily and Harrison. Yeah. They know each other's names. Like that's the bar. I mean, as they're like, as they're they're consenting adults. So I don't really have an opinion <laughs> on it, you know, like, yeah, good for you. So, um, I don't know. It was like, all right, honestly, it's the love Island. I want to bring back. <laughs> like, I, you know what? I want a scene. Where clearly multiple couples are fucking in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, go back to the old days. The old days when they would like cheer each other on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while. And so I think that people were kind of shocked. And I am curious because while I think that Harrison, it, you know, it comes up. Uh, uh, was it Carmen talks to Cassie and she's like yeah. oh, because you can't tell anyone but there's a rumor amongst the boys and it's that Harrison is playing games cut to Cassie immediately running to Emily and she's like so I gotta tell you there's, <laughs> it's a, like, theory. Wait. <laughs> there's a theory and I have to tell you uh, and I love it so much because like Cassie is not explaining it in the clearest way. Ooh. And so Emily's like, wait, there's a theory that he doesn't like me. And he's like, no, that he didn't like Destiny. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was kind of all like, he's not genuine. He's playing a game. But then mm -hmm. Cassie's like assuring her, they're like, no, he likes you so much. And he's like totally into you. And it's like, well, I mean, the theory is that he's playing a game. He could also not be into her. It was definitely that he was I... like not into Destiny. But. Yes, but I do actually agree with Cassie when she says that, like, it's just clearly so different. Oh, yeah. With um, Emily than it was with Destiny. Like, it just, well, like, he seems more engaged in it. Like, he's getting, like, but I also think that he knows that there will be less fallout if he gets physical with Emily and then it doesn't work out. Whereas Destiny is like, again, as we've talked about, monogamy plus. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is if Destiny was down, I think Harrison is down. He's just move, mm -hmm. also moving on. Um, yeah. So just because Harrison and Emily are fooling around in bed, I'm not locking this in as a couple by oh, any no. means. I, Casa Amore will be tearing them apart. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you heard it here first. So that's my thing, is where it's like, oh, no, he likes you so much more. It's like, well, I mean... He talks to you and you're willing to make yeah. out with him in bed. Like so. he he likes you at all. <laughs> and you're able to get physical to like it's it's not that deep. But very funny, because even when it's like, kiss who's the messiest, then Leo's like, I'm gonna be safe and kiss Cassie. It's like, no, that was the right answer. <laughs> like she is the messiest. She is the messiest. And you, <laughs> like you're right, and you should say it. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved that so much. And everyone's like, you said you shouldn't play it safe. And it's like he clearly just didn't want to say she's the messiest yep. but like she's the messiest we all know what's going on here <laughs> um we, we can see we know um what do you think about like the destiny jonah situation because i feel like it is 
by the end of Friday, so messy. <sighs> but how weird. did you feel at the start? Like, did you think okay. that it was a love connection? So at the start, it seemed like they vibed really well. I don't know if I was getting into love, but I was like, there's like potential here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that he was at least open to like something forming, whereas it felt like Harrison was pretty not into that at all. Um, so I was like, all right, something might happen. But then at the end of last like part, like podcast stretch of episodes, I didn't flag up that Kenzo asked Jonah, like, are you going to get to know Emily more in indicating that Jonah was interested in Emily? So mm-hmm. I don't think that Jonah and destiny were ever like super like, tight closed off they were never uh like a couple that i was seeing a ton of potential in i saw mm-hmm. maybe it could go a couple you know matchup ceremonies couple uh, recouplings uh but i was not penciling them in for making it even to casa more be to be broken up but now <laughs> i feel like oh, it's uh, done yeah she gone. Nah, i i feel like Kind of, there was interest, but it seems like maybe Destiny is kind of over it. And I don't know, like, did the chicken or the egg come first? Was she over it first? And so Jonah started pulling back, or did he start pulling back? So then she immediately shut it down. Well, uh, I, th- I think it's also, like, what we've seen is it seems like Destiny just, like, takes her time and maybe she holds back and so because she's holding back it makes it easier for other people to hold back um because i feel like we've started to see a little more of her like each person that comes in that who she might be interested in but mm-hmm. with mike it it has seemed like the mo- most obvious that she actually is interested i would agree with that i don't think i don't think that the delta between jonah and mike is so far uh, for like how their first dates went mm-hmm. but for me, when Harrison sits Destiny down and he's like, I just want to have a conversation um, with Emily. And she's like, I'm going to stop you right there. It's fine. And like, I thought that was a good conversation. Sure. She doesn't want to seemingly uh, get fully rejected on TV because then when Jonah asks how the conversation says, she goes, oh, I told him I wasn't interested. It's like, um. I love that so much. And then Ian <laughs> had the voiceover that was like, yes, she told him she wasn't interested. Much like I told the NBA that I'm not interested in playing for the Celtics. Yeah, so I think that Destiny, again, like I've said in terms of her challenge participation, um, her (laughs) willingness to answer some questions, I think Destiny is really concerned with how she looks on TV and Mm -hmm. the moment that she gets worried that someone is not 100% committed to her, she is cutting it off. And I think that happened with Harrison and I think that we see it happening here with Jonah as well. And I've got to say, I loved what she said after her combo with Harrison when she's like, I wish I could wish him the best, but he already had that. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good. She's a, she's feeling herself as she should. Mm-hmm. Um, we I guess we should talk about the dates. Hey, let's do it. So what did you think of the Bergie and Imani date? Um, I mean, look, I have been higher on Bergie's inclusion than most, I would say. I feel like I have been very sympathetic to the situation that producers have put him in. 
and I don't think it's a fair situation, uh, but it still feels like a waste of time doing this for both Bergie and Imani. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, she comes in and she's like, I usually go for nerdier guys like Bergie. And he's like, oh, my God, it's like, Bergie, calm down. Like, well, and then even this is what pissed me off because she starts talking about like her scientific interests and like a very specific like part of the nerve that she likes to geek out about, which is mm-hmm. like obviously an above average amount of knowledge of this subject and like an in-depth like niche thing right and then Mm -hmm. Bergie goes oh my god I totally get it I like constantly nerd out about the mitochondria shut up be so fucking (laughs) for real with me right now like oh my god you saw an internet meme about the mitochondria being the powerhouse of the cell one time we totally would have been in the same study group like no (laughs) I like how he was like oh yeah I always like ruin the curve in my biology class and she was like oh well we would have been in a competition because she's not willing to (laughs) um, like she's she knows that she's an intelligent woman and Mm -hmm. she like is like yeah no I'm not going to pretend like you're smarter than me because I don't know like if you're smarter than me in bio but it certainly seems like no based on his biology reference compared to her biology reference I mean um Imani comes in and like she also can I just say that Imani is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. She's stunning and Bergie won't stop saying that despite her insistence that she doesn't care about looks and wants to connect with someone over their personality and he's constantly being like you're stunning body and all like ugh that's kind of creepy um, then, please stop like, saying that. It's giving in Cell City USA I'm sorry it's just I'm so weird not going that far but it's not he look she says it they have different levels of experiences. And I would say that that is true of yes. Bergie and everyone on the show. And it was a, like, she, I, she won me over as well by how kind she was with him. Like she didn't con- condescend to him. Like I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of the other women have. And I feel like even though, I mean, obviously nothing is going to happen here. Let's be real. But I don't think she falsely raised his hopes or if his hopes are up, like it's, his fault not hers mm-hmm. and she didn't treat him like a little baby that needs to be like wrapped in a blanket and fed soup so yeah. I, I mean she really won me over i like her a lot i feel like what is she gonna do on the date like she's gonna have a fine time like have a good conversation with him and that's great like having to create your own handshake on the first date is like you're putting yourself in the friend zone uh, like you locked it in there if, if the friend zone exists like you unlocked the key with that handshake <laughs> um, so uh, I think that you know it, it was set in stone I feel like the fact that Imani gets into the villa and doesn't pursue Bergie by any means beyond that uh, really like shows that like she's not going to give him false hope she's going to pursue who she's actually interested in Unlike, I know we talked about this, but Cassie uh, saying that Harrison is fake when she did like fake interest in Bergie. I was like, oh, interesting. But, uh, you know, no, but that was that was real. And then she just realized that she liked Leo better. (laughs) Obviously, that was just real. Um, Oh, whatever. I don't It's different when Cassie does it. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so that's basically where I'm at. I mean, again, it's the thing where Imani says, like, I'm not into bad boys. And Bergie's like, I'm the greatest guy you'll ever meet. Like, no, okay, yuck. Like, ew. <laughs> like, she like, calm down. Back. Don't look desperate. And it's hard. I feel like 
Bergie well, is having he a is learning experience. So it's hard. I know, but like it's hard. He's having a learning experience. I think that um there are places that Bergie fits in the villa, like the fact that um we'll get there, but like Keenan goes to him for advice. I was like, oh, um, not who I would have started with, but yeah, but sure. Keenan went to him for advice because he was like you're the only one in here who's not a fucking asshole. Can you tell me if I'm being an asshole or not? Yes. So look, he has his strengths um, and I hope that they serve him well off of the show. But uh, yeah, this was like America. We could have done better with this date. Yeah, I'm disappointed in America. But I mean, what else were they going to do? Like, how are they going to not vote for the person that is single? Yeah. I mean, it was obvious. Did you expect Leonardo to be getting the other date? Um. I didn't expect it, but I hoped for it. I think I oh. said that on the last podcast. Like, <laughs> let's make it messy. Send Leonardo. I, I think I said that. I think you did. Um, and I and didn't I, expect it. And look at your power. because This listen, was messy. I think I manifested it um, <laughs> because I, I really did not expect it to happen. But I think that Cassie is not being portrayed in the most positive light. No. So I think that probably the audience at large doesn't like her very much. I think she's the villain of the show. <laughs> but, like, Which to makes me love her like a hero, you know, nice. like, I'm like Loki Stan. <laughs> but like my favorites are definitely Carmen and KK, but then I think Cassie's third. Honestly, she might be my favorite. And it's just because she's going to create trauma in any situation, like with the conversation with Emily. She just inserts herself everywhere. And yes. for me, that's good TV. Cassie um, is messy. And I feel like she's a direct contributor to them having just kind of like three main plot lines a week that make it way easier for us to podcast in a timely manner. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly so, what it is. Nothing so, with respect to my queen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Leo did a good job, though. Where he goes and he gives a big goodbye, gives a big kiss to Cassie before he leaves. And yeah, she's stressing, but like both he has reassured her and the other people in the villa reassure Cassie, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to work through this. Now, we do get Leonardo on the date being like, I'm booed up ish with Cassie. Yeah, I like he's like he's like they want to see if the this Dominican can change. Well, like, we'll see. Like, okay. <sighs> Yeah, I think, look, they have discussed it and they both said they're open. But then Leo's also saying, like, you're no one's second option. I was like, so are you saying she's your first? <laughs> because Literally. Um, that is the subtext of what you're saying. I don't think I feel that that is necessarily the case after this date. I think that it did yeah. go very well. Um, and I think if I want to show interest that they would continue to get to know each other. But I don't think that he is, like, running from Cassie by any means either. No, I mean, he's he's had a little bit of the runaround so far, and I think he's probably going to try to limit that a little bit moving forward, at least. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So then we get Mike's dates. Ooh. So Mike goes on his first date with KK and his second date with Destiny. Uh, date with Destiny, honestly. 
What did you nice? <laughs> what did well when we bring her up? What did you think of Mike and Mike and Destiny State? Um, I just I felt like they were really clicking. I felt like Destiny was putting herself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like it it seemed like she like d- didn't care if Jonah lived or died from how she was acting on her date with Mike, in my opinion. What do you think? That was the thing, is I had liked Destiny and Jonah previous to this, and this is nothing like in saying that Destiny handled this incorrectly, but it gave me the vibe that they are less of a thing than I had previously thought. Now, we also see Leonardo acting similarly on his date, but that's just who we've seen him to be it's harder from destiny though because we've seen her to care so much about like being in a couple and how much it means and then it didn't seem like her couple with jonah means anything Mm -hmm. so is what it is i think this was interesting i didn't have like it wasn't kenzo and carmen for example no where that was just like lock it in there's he's not picking anyone else um but i thought that this has definite potential like i thought like jonah you're in real trouble yes that's how i felt too um what did you think about mike's date with kk like i thought it went fine but i didn't get the sense that this was something she would like throw away her like relationship with keenan for that's the thing i almost felt like he was maybe more interested in kk Mm -hmm. but she was you know having a good time and wanted to like have the love island experience while knowing like i'm never going for this yeah like, that's Kenan's the vibe i got too mm-hmm. like you have keenan at home yeah <laughs> um so i don't know they seem again fine and kk says it later like if Keenan wasn't a thing he wasn't here like sure maybe like mike could happen but I wasn't getting like crazy sparks. This is going to break up KK and Keenan. 100%. Yeah, we're on the same page as per usual. Um, so when they come back to the villa, this I thought Bergie was being very messy. Oh, because Bergie more. comes back and he's like, oh, Keenan better watch out. Like this guy is gonna turn some heads, and I'm everyone needs to watch out for Imani because she's so beautiful and she's gonna turn heads too. And I was like, you can say less things, like you don't have to say all of these things. I'm not sure if he is capable. <laughs> like he is literally jumping out of his chair, whipping his neck around, being like, "Look, my head's turned." It's like, "Okay, Bergie, yeah, like, get like, it." Okay, you don't have to give yourself whiplash to <laughs> yeah. demonstrate the fact. Like this is going to be a medical problem. I mean, people say golden retriever energy, but like golden retrievers have much more self control <laughs> than Bergie. Um, I feel like he just cannot contain himself. It's like Chihuahua energy. <laughs> He's not like where people are like, oh, you don't have to train it because it's so small. <laughs> and then they're like the worst behaved dogs. Mm, I don't know. I don't think Bergie is yappy. So we're not quite there, but mm. <laughs> we're close yeah, enough. I think that Bergie is being a little messy, but I don't think that there is any intention. Obviously. Which is almost what makes it worse. Like if he was just messy on purpose, I'd like that. I'd respect that so much more. Look, it'd be ideal, but I just think it's come from a place of cluelessness. Ugh. <laughs> um, 
I'm just, oh, I feel like the, like the experiment's done. Like we're just, it's like the slow descent. I think it's coming to a close. <laughs> I just wish I had come to a close a week ago and I would have had like a lot more positive energy towards it. I think <laughs> we'll but see. I don't know. Um, so Jonah tries to find out from Destiny, like, how is your deal with Mike? And Destiny literally, like, won't give him a straight answer whatsoever. I found this so bizarre. Mm-hmm. I thought this was really weird. Now, Destiny obviously goes on this date. This date. They had talked about how they're trying to firm up their communication. Like, if we're interested in another person, just, like, communicate it and be honest. But when he is like, oh, how was the date? She's like, hmm. It's like, are you interested? Like, he's nice. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah. Okay, like, are you I attracted just... to him? Well, yeah. everyone here's attracted. Like, girl, come on. Mm-hmm. So that was what I thought was weird. Was being like very cagey about the situation. Yeah, it was. Um, and so Jonah and Imani had like had some conversation, and it seemed to be going okay. But I feel like. Again, did Destiny get the sense that this was already starting to stray or what was it here? I really don't know. It was so strange. Like she even like pulls Mike for a convo at one point and pull, takes him first of all, takes him to soul ties, which is crazy and <laughs> like kisses him and stuff. Mm. Like it was like. I was like, this is wild. Jonah is right there. This is crazy. You're at Soul Ties. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I feel like things are over for Jonah here. Like, I think that Jonah and Destiny are done, uh, even though we have not yet had that conversation, even though we all agreed that it would have happened by now. Uh, But yeah, it feels like there's no real coming back. But this is what made me feels so weird about the whole situation okay so after all this has happened she's talked to mike and soul ties like she's talking to jonah they're not really talking about anything in particular and imani comes up and goes hey can i steal you for a second which like on these shows if someone said like you have to just let them go mm-hmm. otherwise you come across bad even though it's like totally understandable to want to finish a conversation <laughs> and Destiny goes, can we just finish this conversation? And Imani goes, like, it's, like, slowly walking away and, like, doing her slow-mo walk and just, like, really, is, like, I'm, like, I want to talk to Jonah. What, like, what the fuck? And Destiny's, like, mad that Jonah wants to go talk to Imani. And I'm, like, you do not care if he lives or dies. That's my thing. I was very confused by this. I think very clearly Destiny was not interested anymore um, or definitely more interested in Mike than she Mm -hmm. is at Jonah at this point, at least how it's being portrayed on the show. And so for her to like make the show of holding him back from a conversation and then very openly get annoyed when he tries to go have it. It's like, Oh, well, why is this conversation so important? Like, why do you want to get away from me? It was like, I mean, you're not speaking. (laughs) You were like, can you please stay? And then you said, literally, um, so you haven't told me if you liked my outfit. Like what? <laughs> like, and also like, yeah, no wonder he wants to get away from you. You are acting like an insane person right now. <laughs> like, I don't think Destiny acts that way in general. Like in general, I think she moves like a very classy, like kind of normal way. Uh, 
but this i was like you are moving crazy what are it you doing bizarre to me now we've talked about how destiny has ended up in a couple of uh not great situations whether it be with marco at the beginning with harrison with like whoever now jonah does destiny just want to like be the one to call this off <laughs> and she hasn't gotten that chance yet and so she's like she's just no, no, looking no. for a reason yeah like uh i need you to stick around and mm-hmm. not decided like decide that you're more interested in someone else yeah. than me because like i'm not taking a third l <laughs> like oh you want to get away from me well you can't fire me i quit yeah like was she just waiting until jonah like gets home from re- gets sent home from recoupling <laughs> rather than anything else i don't know i just it felt really weird to me and obviously like she's the one who called it off with marco but it was because he like strayed from her standards so like it's complicated there um and so i don't know it's super weird to me that this is how this was handled now when imani and jonah then get to talk and it's like oh, we gotta talk quiet up here because um like they could be under us and she's and imani says basically like i'm not tiptoeing around her i'm gonna talk how i want and she's gonna hear it or she's not and are you okay with that or do you want to go away <laughs> i was like yes yes please be on the show <laughs> yeah i i'm i love my money i'm so glad she's here i'm so glad she's coming in before casa amor and not as one of the amor people though she clearly does have what it takes to be a, a casa amor like tempter mm-hmm. yeah she could have broken up a couple i'm not doubting that she but, still could <laughs> i mean it seems like she is working on it and maybe multiple uh based on another uh, yes. storyline we'll talk about but um yeah it seems like she has decided that at least for now jonah is who she is going to be pursuing for at least this first recoupling um that i you know you would presume is coming up and mm-hmm. so she says like are you gonna pursue destiny as a couple or are you going to continue to get to know like both of us, but like you're going to actually talk to me and like give me the same amount of respect. So I like this and Jonah eventually caves, which I don't think it should have taken him quite as long considering destiny. basically the told conversation, him she was Yeah. He just was having what you'd think would be enough, but shockingly no. Mm-hmm. So I am interested in this Imani and Jonah pairing. Yes. Me see- too possibility here um i think that jonah's person just hasn't been here yet and i think imani just needs to stay for now so that she can really gain her footing i think like (laughs) they'll be in a couple for a while but i don't see it having like long-term legs yeah i don't think that we got as much screen time devoted to this to feel like this can be something serious i think that Maybe there's more on the editing floor that we'll get to see later. Maybe it's coming up. Um, but as of right now, I think like cute coupling, but I'm not convinced. Like I'm not sending them to the hideaway anytime soon. So yes. that's where I'm kind of at with them. Now, I am curious if all options were available on the table, would she be ending up with Jonah or uh, with some other people that we might be about to talk about. Yeah, I, so I think we need to talk about the KK um, situation. KK and Keenan. KK and Keenan. So last time we literally talked about how Keenan, he wants to make sure he's having his Love Island experience, which is totally fair. But 
he starts really talking to Imani in these episodes and clicking with Imani and like tells KK that he wants to get to know her. And like, yes, he has told KK like every time, oh, I want to meet know this person. I want to know this person. But like enough, like, come on. Obviously, this is going to make her feel some kind of way. Yeah. And Carmen even warns him, like, look, it's not that you're being disrespectful. It's not that she said anything to me to indicate this. But if the guy that I was talking to felt like he needed to be tested over and over and over now three times, like, I'm going to probably call it at that point. Mm-hmm. So One also like. What do you mean it needs to be tested? What are you doing? Like you like someone or you don't like someone? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get it. Look, so the thing about these shows, we see a lot of times couples are so convinced that they're going to be together forever, and after knowing such a short period of time, and I think that it is e- easier to get swept up on these shows in a relationship in a friendship in anything um and be convinced that it's much stronger than it is and i think keenan is maybe trying to fight that and it's like am i just like being told over and over and over like i have to be in a couple i have to be in love i have to find love and um i just found the first girl that i'm really into and i just like fell into that are there you know someone else in here that is actually better for me and i will waste the opportunity to explore anything with them now i think that we're pushing it (laughs) i think once sure twice okay three times sir Mm, he's barely talked to cassie as he says he's like my head barely turned (laughs) i i'm sorry this man is testing my patience (laughs) it was a lot of drama for barely a turn right like that that was a lot like they made it seem like it was really going to be broken up um and so i i do think that keenan is coming across not well um so he has a conversation with imani up in the soul ties space which is a bed which kk says is so intimate which is i mean fair enough like you have to lay down you can't really sit up like I get that. And so KK's mad that they had the conversation in like the most private location for a long time and all of that. And so when he comes to get her, he goes to like pull her in and put his arm around her. And she doesn't want physical affection in that moment because she's mad. And then he gets mad that she doesn't want the hug. Well, that's like Keenan's thing. I feel like he doesn't like looking stupid when we've seen this when Cassie has a smart remark in a challenge or someone questions his integrity or whatever the case may be. Um, he does not want to look stupid on TV and well, or in and front no, of people. Obviously, nobody wants to look stupid on TV, but it also just is like what you think you're entitled to physical intimacy with this woman at any point. Like sure. she, she's allowed to not be interested in a hug in that moment. Sure, sure, sure. And 100%. It, <laughs> I felt he came across really bad the way like way worse than if she had like pulled away and he just like moved on with his life. Um, it made him look oh, yeah. much worse in my opinion. So if he's I mean, trying not to look dumb on TV, then he needs to look at his <laughs> words and actions. He's definitely worse than had he not done that. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I am still like, <sighs> it's hard where I think that any like one of these things would be fine. Like wanting to continue to explore like, being slightly like 
offended for looking stupid, like whatever, just like stupid, stupid things. Like I would write them off one by one and then they add up and I'm just like, all right, Keenan, like, can we like get back on track here? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am getting a little nervous. I still like Keenan a lot. Um, and I still think that they are probably going to end up back together after these uh, couple road bumps. But I think that we are making the situation unnecessarily difficult. 100%. It's it's like, why are you choosing to struggle when you could just not struggle? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, look, KK and Mike have more conversations in this thing where it's like, is your relationship strong or is it just convenient? Um, you know, it, they do have conversations out in the open. I do think that the, like you said, the issue with, um, Keenan's conversation is that it's like private anything could have been going on so that makes her look stupid so where he's like complaining about like you don't have to pull away that makes me look stupid it's like yeah but she's currently talking about how you made her look stupid and you're turning this to be about you that I did like from Carmen where she's talking to KK and she's like the reason because we saw her have the conversation with Keenan and she very much was like giving him advice and like you know being on his side but then she's like now I'm pissed because he has taken what he claimed to be a situation for you that he was happy for you about and made it about himself. hundred percent. I love Carmen. Me too. I do. Carmen and Hannah. Actually, you know what? I haven't been nice enough about Hannah in this batch either. Like I love Hannah too. Hannah gives the best advice. Me too. I, like I said, I feel like Hannah is the one that I would like actually want to be friends with yes. out of everyone here. hundred percent. Uh, and then, sorry, where do we even go with Keenan and KK? Like, I mean, let's see. This is we, where Keenan goes to Bergie and is like, am I being the asshole here? Yeah, which I feel like he just wanted to be told yes so that he um, could just like start to believe it more because I think that he kind of knew what answer Bergie was going to give. It's like, yes, you should want to get married and have four children and love all four seasons and like you know, move to Minnesota. Like, I feel like he knew what advice he was going to get, but he gave a really good piece of advice of like, at a certain point, you just need to accept that you found something good and not ruin it because you're worried about missing out on an experience. And I thought that that was actually really good advice. Um, hilarious to come to Bergie of like, Oh, I have too many options of women. (laughs) Um, I just thought it was funny because, like, look, Bergie is inexperienced romantically, and I think that that would make it probably kind of difficult for him to give advice on these romantic situations. And so I was like, anything you're asking him is going to mostly be parroted, like, information that he got from other people in this villa. Han- like, this is Hannah's <laughs> advice coming to you, like, through the a game of telephone. Yeah. So I think, you know, he can give advice on, like, am I being nice or not right now? And I think Bergie's answer was like, no, you're being not nice. And like, that was the general vibe. He had more insight than I expected him to have, but uh, I think there were also better options. Yes. Hannah's right there. (laughs) Talk to Hannah. She will give you good advice. Well, but I think he's going to assume that Hannah is going to be more biased against his side. Ah, that's true. Fair. Okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, basically, the I mean, last we really see is KK upset with Carmen. 
and just she's really sick of this like what's she's feeling well, almost like there's something wrong with her kk that, with Harmon upset at keenan yes <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> um like she's feeling almost like oh there's something wrong with me because he always like needs to test it with the new girl he's always like moving on to the next thing mm-hmm. and she it's just like kk really upset which i hate to see i don't want to see anyone this yeah. upset on my hot dummies shows um yeah. not it really she, broke my heart she does cry with like carmen hannah and marco so like she is going through it. Carmen says like, no, it's not an apology anymore. He is going to grovel. Um, so I think that it is hit a certain point where we are going to definitely need work. If Casa more hits next week, I'm going to be a little nervous about them. I'm not going to lie. I agree. And it seems like it does. Mm, that's what the preview that's what the preview said you know i don't watch previews oh the previous preview said casa amor next week baby oh no (laughs) um i'm nervous there is not a lot going into casa amor on a strong footing so i think we are in for another very messy week which i personally love yeah so we do ending this episode like batch of episodes get the game danger in the villa where it's just so you know, stupid i'm sorry it's a truth with a lot of kissing but like this is the type of game that i want in the villa like make out with someone who's not your partner and also like say something that is potentially going to offend your partner or the person that you are picking i want this i'm sorry <laughs> i what was like the biggest part of this game that you feel like oh. we have to touch i obviously i feel like Cassie being like, please, can I kiss KK? I've been wanting to kiss her this whole time. Yeah, I feel like has Cassie chosen to kiss like multiple girls in challenges? Like, if so, like I So I'm trying to think like of the the kisses we've seen. I know we saw Harrison, Destiny, and Anna kissed. Mm -hmm. And have we seen other girl kisses? Yeah, we have. I don't remember. I think Cassie kissed maybe Anna at the start of the season. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, so, this is not the first time. Uh, and good for Jasmine. her. Um, yeah, so definitely been a thing. So, you know, I, when people's walls are down, look at how great the world could be. <laughs> but I think the biggest <laughs> thing here is when Cassie has to pick who doesn't know how to listen. She picks Keenan. It is very much a peck. Yeah. And KK has a remark like basically saying he doesn't know how to listen. And Keenan's like, what'd you say? Like, don't do that. Because like we know Keenan does not like being disrespected in challenges. Now well, he should learn to listen. When Mike is asked who is probably like he thinks is best in bed, he kisses KK and it is very much not a peck. <laughs> No, that was a long kiss. And you could see Keenan looked like he wanted to murder someone. He was Mm -hmm. pissed. My thing is, at first, like, because it is back to back with, like, the Cassie giving the peck and then it's not a peck. I'm like, oh, but Keenan also did, like, kind of make out with Emily a little bit earlier in this game. Yeah, like, it's a game. Like, they're all kissing each other. I don't think it's that deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. You know, if we're not going to get the like, who's the best kisser in the villa challenge, I guess we'll do this. But we still <laughs> might get that. I feel so late in the season, but it's possible. I think they could just can't do it while Berkey's in the house. Oh, he would win. 
They would no, he would not. Yes, he would. I'm telling you, those sympathy Ugh, guns are coming. Disgusting to me. <laughs> I, you can't. You can't give a sympathy grade in kissing. He's watch it. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he'll be here that long, but we'll see. Yeah, no, that's it's gonna happen like the first week after he's gone. <laughs> They're gonna do the uh, the kissing challenge for sure. Hmm. Um. Do you think anything that we didn't get to talk about outside of uh, the vote at the end? I don't think so. Do you think so? Um, not think? really. There's, you know, we got to talk about everything outside of like Bergie and Kenzo randomly being best friends, despite no, Bergie that definitely was, still being okay. into Carmen. I'm sorry. That was so funny because um, Kenzo's talking about how like, oh, you know, what? like your time will come. Like we've all like faced this, but literally his intro package was like, yeah, I've never missed a shot before. Yep. Um, <laughs> I thought the same exact thing. And I thought that was so funny. And then Bergie's in confessional. Like, obviously, we're both interested in Carmen. And it's like, Bergie, it's it's over. She's not into you. Like, you're. Yeah. I think he gets that at this point. I think that he still probably is the most interested in her. But I don't yeah. think that he is trying to pursue her at this moment by any means. At least there's that. But, yeah. but it was um, funny for this to be that he was like, I feel like I could talk to Kenzo for hours. It's like, does Kenzo feel that way? Well, it's because <laughs> I don't think Kenzo really talks. Right. So yeah. I think that he's one of those people that probably gets perceived as being really deep because he doesn't say that much and people can project onto him kind of whatever they want his personality to be Mm, yeah even bergie's like he's so pretty (laughs) yeah literally exactly like (laughs) a hundred percent um i I think that's kind of the vibe and i don't mean that like that might come across as kind of me like i don't mean that as like a criticism of kenzo Mm-hmm. I think that it's more of an indictment on the people that don't actually take the time to get to know him. Yeah, I do feel like Kenzo did give him some pretty good advice and like a good pep talk. So, like, yeah. you know, he was nice. on his own weight in this conversation. He was really nice. Um, I feel like it was uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable conversation and I mean, so random. <laughs> like, I don't know how it could have been a comfortable conversation between these two. Um, I feel like. Bergie's all of his conversations are like baseline uncomfortable, uh, especially once it's the person who like is now dating the girl, the uh, girl that he was interested in. But yeah, whatever, right. it's, it's right. fine. Moving on to the vote. <laughs> yeah. So it's vote for your favorite Islander man and woman. Scally, who will you be voting for? I am so torn. Now, my thing is, I really am trying to think of who's in danger. I think Cassie needs your vote. You think Cassie needs my Because vote. I think America at large doesn't like her because she's the villain. I've been thinking about Cassie. Now, I kind of feel like Carmen might be in danger too. But mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to ultimately... I think I Carmen know. has turned around though and she's going to get positive press from her um, involvement in the Keenan and KK situation. I hope so. My thing is that I feel like a lot of the villa doesn't love either Cassie or Carmen. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like they are on the outside. Oh, well, like you, the closer friendships. Can you vote and then vote from like your sister's vote? <laughs> I mean, I don't think my vote is like making the difference. I think that I'm going to throw my vote towards one of those two. Ultimately, I think for the women, like we're losing Emily, right? I have to imagine. That yeah. We are losing Which Emily. Sucks for Emily. <laughs> like there was no chance here. Well, she should have gotten more involved in mess. I don't know. I think no matter what she did, she was going home. She because, was like, in she a tough some... situation with the vote. Yeah. Like, I think that this is actually a really poorly timed vote. I feel like we should have had um, a 
like recoupling where a guy goes home and then let's do a vote or something where like everyone's available. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that this yeah, could have been better I agree. for sure. So I feel bad for Emily, but so that's why I'm not as worried about the girl side. I think I'm probably going to vote for Cassie on the guy side. My thing is, I feel like what uh, is Jonah going home? I because- think Jonah's going home. I like Jonah, so I debated voting for him. My thing is, I don't think Jonah's getting out of that bottom three, no matter how many times people vote for him. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is the thing. My hope is, uh, do enough people feel like Harrison is playing a game where Harrison just goes home with Emily? I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. I just like, I'm just so sad that there's no shot of Marco going home. <laughs> it's not happening. I know it's not happening, but I want him to go so bad. Like, I just don't like him. Yeah, I just locked in my vote for Kenzo and Cassie because um, I don't want Carmen to end up coupleless either. Um, And I think that she's a little bit safer. So let's vote those two. I love that. Yeah. And I I think that my other favorites like KK safe. I'm not worried about that. Um, You know, so I feel good. Okay. I love to hear it. I, of course, again, um, my opinions are suppressed as a Canadian. I'm a second class <laughs> viewer of Love Island USA. So I am not able to vote. I probably would have voted for Cassie and maybe Kenzo. Oh, look, um, look at us with our tide votes. I, I would have realistically, like, if I thought I was going to be swaying literally anything, like, I do want Jonah to stay as well. If I could have, like, handpicked, I want, like, a bottom three of Harrison, Harrison, Harrison. Um, yeah, I too would love that, <laughs> but I don't think that's happening. So, like Jonah, if you gotta go, you gotta go. I'm sorry. I Jonah has done nothing to wrong me, and there's no reason for me to not like him. But he just like reminds me a little too much of like the army people that oh. I like grew up around, and so I just like am biased against him, even though he's done literally nothing wrong except have a buzz cut, which again is not doing something wrong. It just triggers me. (laughs) has walked straight off the set of like Commando Commander to show up on Love Island. Like very much gives that exact type. Yeah, so that's that's my own personal biases at work, but uh, I can recognize it, but I can't 100% counter it on my own just yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's on me. So I don't know. He seems cool, but if we lose you, we lose you. Yeah, I'm not that concerned about the the loss to the season. Although it it does seem like he could get involved a little bit more in drama. So yeah, and I also want like Imani to have like a realistic person that she could get to know in the house. Yeah, but it's cost some more. So. And, uh, and now- Imani was safe before cost some more. So at least sure. you'll get that. My thing is, I do think that she's safe no matter what. Now, I do think a, a guy additionally will probably be going home. Is this yeah. Bergie's time, like, early next week? Uh, well, fi- I mean, maybe, but I also am a little concerned that What's, it just won't be. Do you think that they're just going to be like, one more man is going to cost a more than woman, and, like, Bergie gets to stay? Uh, because they're going to just fix it for Bergie to be here forever on our screens? Or uh, yeah, they're gonna <laughs> fix it so Bergie's on my screen forever. And I swear to God, if Bergie wins this fucking show, I'm gonna lose my mind. I that like here's the thing. Bergie's fine, but 
part of what makes Love Island Love Island is that we don't fix it for any one character. And the biggest character could go home on episode three on any episode, like the episode right before the finale. So it would be a little frustrating to save him for no reason, like three times now, (laughs) because night one, he was allegedly going home. I know it was a twist that no one was ever going home, but whatever. Then again, where Anna quits and there's no one to pick him, like he just stays, which whether that was happening regardless or not, who knows? And then for it to happen like again for no real reason doesn't make sense to me. I don't know who is picking him at this next recoupling. I feel like put him out like, of his misery. Yeah, I, I feel like even if Emily goes home, like someone's picking Harrison instead of Bergie. Like uh, I think that ultimately Bergie is his time's coming up on this part one next week. <sighs> well, I hope so, but I also think that they might just keep him to go to Cosmore. What if two boys have to go home in the bottom? We might lose Harrison and uh, Jonah for all we know. Why, why can't we lose Bergie? I don't that's, uh, that's not how the show works, apparently. Well, and also the thing is, is if it comes down to Islander decision, like Hannah will be riding for Bergie because that's like her guy yeah, for whatever reason. Everyone else will be at this point. Yeah, it does seem like people have come around on him a little bit. Like he hasn't been like bullied lately, which is nice. I think they like him, but I think that they are uh, like, all right, the Carmen thing didn't work out, Bergie. Like, it's your time. We sent home Victor because he didn't have any serious prospects. Oh my like, God. And they'll anyone. hold that over Bergie's head for <laughs> the rest of his life, probably. Oh, Victor went home. Yeah. That's the only reason that I am enjoying Bergie being here slightly more is so Victor gets more and more mad about it honestly a very good point uh because that guy sucked so hard oh i did not care for (laughs) so that's it that's it that's all another week of love island usa in the books um scally will be back on tuesday to break down part one of week four i will be taking an episode off because i'm unavoidably detained but he'll be back with a great guest so no need to worry there in the meantime please leave us five star ratings and reviews on the hot dummies on islands podcast feed it really helps people to find the podcast and makes us feel good so you have to leave podcasts reviews that are specifically naming scally as well or else he's gonna quit <laughs> and then you'll never find out what happens if you're not a show watcher mm, yeah especially if that's the episode that you're out and then i yeah then we're just out. done then you know podcast well, sorry. Over forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but yes scally in the meantime if people want to hear more from you where can they find you mm, people can find me on twitter at brian underscore scally they can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash b scally um and then they can find me talking about big brother the new season from time to time including the saturday morning update over on rhap and uh soon to be talking about the challenge over on dom and collins so check me out on twitter where you will get uh all those updates so many places to hear Scally. Amazing. As for me, pretty much everything I'm doing is here on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed. Uh, finished recapping Two Out to Handle Season 5 with Tori from Ready to be Petty this week. It was 
so much fun and I highly recommend the listen. Uh, the season was actually really good and Tori got me back on board with loving Too Hot to Handle. So that was Ooh. really fun. As well as Maggie Morgan and I broke down week eight of Temptation Island season five, which is also a really messy, really good season and an incredible episode of television this week. Uh, and then you can find me over on Mess Magnets with Sasha Joseph talking about celeb gossip, trending topics, pop culture. Uh, and we... Talked about book talk and the NHL this week, if you want to check that out. And I also will be talking about this season of Big Brother on the Sunday episode recap, uh, which will be really great. But that is all for now. Scally will be seeing you next week for week four, part one. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Kirsten and Scally Well they don't know a thing And the men that they cast on this show Are truly a disgrace So we don't care About the love that might be there Yeah we just want to see the drama